0: You're listening to episode one of Honey Bunny Talks About Shit with Hooray. Bobby Revis and Bridget Norris Sanchez.
1: Hello, That's me. I'm about to talk about some shit right now.:
0: I felt like we had a really good conversation. We just did it right now, and now we're uh, doing the intro, Tarantino style.
1: Why, wow, I guess you're just <laughs> you're just telling everyone all our secrets, huh? How we're doing that?
0: Yep. <laughs> I would say we have a cat and dog-like relationship. Mm-hmm. But uh, but nonetheless, we, uh, we definitely have an interest in popular culture. We have a picture of Jason Alexander in his underwear on a couch from the iconic episode of Seinfeld that tells you all you need to know about us.
1: <laughs> that I kicked out of our bedroom because I didn't want him staring at me while I went to sleep.
0: That makes one of us. Yeah. <laughs> So, so here we are. We're in a, we're we're in our apartment.
1: I'm not wearing any pants because I don't like wearing pants in my own apartment.
0: You are wearing my Avenged Sevenfold shirt though, which.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's that was too much. That was
0: <laughs> Back Country by Avenged Sevenfold.
1: Thank you. <laughs> it's hot as fuck in here. Nailed it.
0: All right, nailed it. What'd you put it on, babe? 73. 73? That's still gonna be a little warm.
1: No, no, we got it. Don't put it on 68.
0: Sometimes I like to put... Maybe you can hear the jingles back there. That's our cat. It's our tabby cat, sissy. It's
1: our little tabby cat, sissy. She's getting fixed this weekend. Everyone needs to fix their animals. Uh, it's very important. She's She keeps going into heat, and it's a very miserable thing to be around. <laughs>
0: Pray for sissy, y'all.
1: We should talk about a, an actual thing that we were trying to talk about.
0: No. Let's talk about the Grammys. The we're Grammys about... was on Sunday. The Grammys is very important. It
1: depends on who you're talking to.
0: If you're talking to Billie Eilish.
1: The Grammys are important.
0: <laughs>
1: um... You know what? We... We had discussed talking about the Grammys, and I listened to the Billie Eilish um, record that she won all the awards for, and
0: listened <clears throat> the whole thing.
1: Pretty yeah, I definitely. If I didn't listen to the whole track, I listened to half of it. You know what I mean, and then went to the next one. But I actually listened to. Um, I was at work and just had my headphones in, and I listened to pretty much the whole thing, and and I think it is really good. Um, I guess a hard part for me, and this is just me being insanely biased, and like, but is that she's really young, and there's a part of me that doesn't want to get into it, because like her lyrics are, you know, they're about love, and you know, attention, and being this and that, and like, and it's so, it's like ageist of me or something to be like, well, what do you know about love? What do you know about such and such? You know, which I mean, it's probably fucked up. Like I should give her some credit. I don't know her life.
0: It, it, it's reminiscent of that episode of Black Mirror with Miley. Oh God. Um, <laughs> and this it's it's the worst episode of Black Mirror that they've made. It's awful, all, and which I is a wonderful like, show. Black I Mirror, like
1: yeah, well yeah. Black Mirror is a wonderful show. Mm. And also, I like Miley Cyrus.
0: A lot of kids like us.
1: <clears throat> like little kids.
0: Yeah. Everyone says
1: that their kids like us. Mm-hmm. But we say the F word quite a bit. So watch out if your kids are wa- listening to Honey Bunny. I'm just saying.
0: No, I think... Other than
1: that, I think our music is fine. But like, we just say the F word sometimes. It's not, you know, teach your kids about the F word.
0: Yeah. No, it's the, the kids want to use the profanities. You know what I mean? They already know it. Where do you learn that? You learned that at school.
1: <coughs> it's true. Anyways, um, so there was Taylor Swift who was nominated, right? She's on there, right? For Album of the Year?
0: Or no? No, not for Album of the Year. It was... It was so Billie Eilish got it. And when we fall asleep, yeah. where do we go? Which I think we... There's a lot of people that are our age. You know what I mean?
1: No, that are into it. People that I know are very into Billie Eilish. yeah the and people talk about this whenever they talk about that album. I feel like people that that try to sell like listening to Billie Eilish and stuff talk about the production on that album. And I will say that it's really cool. You know, these songs are like you have her cool like smooth voice and then they add like a lot of cool like digital effects and it, it's it is kind of artfully put together. Like I don't know. I
0: I'm glad you say that. That's my biggest takeaway from it too. Yeah. I think that there's some clever lines and some, some interesting little yeah. hooks.
1: There are some songs where I was like, no thank you. Like that's too cheesy. Like kind of like pop music. But then there's some other stuff that I'm like, yeah, I'll save that. I'll save that on my Spotify. It's pretty good.
0: I will. It reminds me of when I was Billie Eilish's age. <laughs> I feel like. Like I feel like the things she said, those are things that I said, you know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to be talking about Poppin' zannies at parties and
1: mm-hmm.
0: and sexual partners and things, you know, maybe. Which Would, is
1: uncomfortable for me,
0: personally. No, which is uncomfortable. But she's
1: she's 18 now, but I feel like when she was making that record, you know what I mean? She was, I don't know. And it's just like, even like her, her biggest track, you know what I mean? Or One song of the year, Bad Guy. Like, some of those lyrics, I'm not super, I'm like, what? So she's not the dad. bad guy. Billie
0: Eilish is the biggest good guy. In the whole industry right now. Everyone loves Billie Eilish. Yeah. You know, she she won, what was like five different awards? Yeah. And, you know, so she's a very celebrated person. I wouldn't say that she's a bad guy by any means.
1: <laughs> okay. You know, people are just talking all kinds of, of shit right now. You know, the bigger you are, the more people are going to come after you and attack you. So... That kind of sucks for her. Like, I, I, I sympathize for her a little bit. People, Because people are like, what? Billie Eilish won the Grammys? Oh, it's so stupid. You know what I mean? Tool should have won everything. Like, there's, you know, or whoever. Or maybe even Lizzo, you know? Like, people fucking love Lizzo. I love mm-hmm. Lizzo. I don't love every single song, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I respect her. Like, I think she's really good.
0: I, I thought we were talking about how her performance on SNL was really good. It was. It was, it was really impressive. I, you know, I, I haven't seen that many performances of Lizzo. I, Truth Hurts. We did her, uh, her very, tiny desk. Oh, yeah. The tiny desk was very and good. That was good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like tiny desk is where you find out if someone has like talent. Like I feel like Tiny Desk, you're like, oh, can they actually sing though? And then you have to like do like a real intimate thing and you can really kind of see like
0: No, a really good their... example of that was T Pain did his Tiny Desk with no auto tune or anything. It that's so like, awesome. Oh, he sings so pretty. Yeah you know what I mean? Because T Pain is the Antares autotune guy. So I I really I appreciate a lot of Tiny Desk concerts. Um Steve Martin was a really good one. You get to see him play the banjo yeah. really well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's some cool ones. Uh, Other people, other people don't get it right totally, but I don't know. Generally, I find Tiny find out is very interesting. Best rap album, Tyler, the creator, Igor. Do you have any opinions on that?
1: I read somewhere online that he was, um, I don't know, that he, he said something about, um... The, it, it's offensive that black people are always in a separate category or something like that. Um, I think because, because Lizzo won like urban,
0: uh, yeah, urban album. I saw that. that yeah. It, it best urban album. Is that best urban? Al- That's kind really? of
1: silly. I understand the, the category of rap, you know, if something mm-hmm. is rap, but wasn't his album, Igor, wasn't it more artfully done than it didn't sound like regular, like it's, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure he rapped in it, but it was like, why can't it just be like, you know, like the pop category? Why is that? Yeah. Urban, urban contemporary. Yeah. He's like, that's basically saying like, that's kind of offensive. You no, know? he
0: said it's the PC way to say the N word was the quote. Something yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're looking at the Grammys here, but what I, we, I definitely don't think that we <clears> applaud the, the Grammys as an institution. You yeah. know what I mean? This is kind nobody's, of just television programming here.
1: Nobody's know? surprised that Billie Eilish won everything. Because we can't stop hearing about Billie Eilish everywhere we go. You know, so it's just like, oh, okay, the most popular girl in school won, mm. you know, prom queen again. Like, all right.
0: I kind of see it. The awards don't really matter. You know what I mean? It's yeah. whose line is it anyway of the uh, yeah of the music world um <laughs> <laughs> the points don't matter um it, it's kind of interesting as as a way to review the most popular most yeah. commercially successful the, the billboard I mean? charts yeah you know? it gives us yeah. a it gives us a little review of that because you i think you usually look at these and it's like oh i didn't even hear about a lot of things tanya tucker apparently won won something mm-hmm. i didn't know tanya tucker was maybe that makes me really out of it in the country game Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to give that a listen. That's pretty... Maybe we probably should have listened to that before we did this podcast. All right, so we just listened to... Did you Did you listen to that?
1: I listened to the, the Tanya Tucker song. It was, like, insanely beautiful. Desperado That's not the Tanya Tucker song. Why won't you come to your senses? You've been out riding fences. This is my life, everyone.
0: No, um <laughs> no, I thought it was really good too.
1: No, it was really beautiful. Like those those lyrics really um really got to me actually, especially because I feel like everyone's been talking about death recently. I mean I know that that technically that happened like okay, so so Kobe Bryant, you know that thing happened with Kobe Bryant on Sunday and his daughter, and it's just horrible. and whenever something like that like sudden and tragic happens that such a but it just reminds everyone of you know our own mortality, I guess mm-hmm. makes you want to hold people close, and that's exactly what this this song is about, you know it's about it's about death and it's about loving your loved ones, you know, in a nutshell.
0: Dang, I didn't really listen to the lyrics that much.
1: Wow <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, the lyrics are um you know, bl- bring my flowers now. Like I'm not gonna need them whenever I'm dead. Give me the love now, basically. Give me give me you now, you know? I'm not gonna need your tears and your flowers when I'm gone. It's it's a beautiful song.
0: Well wow. deserved. Then I was I was listening to San Antonio Stroll, classic. Classic. <laughs> okay, cool. <clears throat> All right. Um, is that enough Grammy talk? Um,
1: that's enough Grammy talk. I just want to say again that. Is there any that other... I do love Lizzo, and that I think that <laughs> I think that she should have been, especially with the popularity of her and Billie Eilish, it should have been more split down. The, I mean, because she's just she's just won over so many people. She's huge this year, Lizzo. Like this is her year, man.
0: She's huge.
1: Oh my gosh, Liz, that was beautiful. I think Definitely. she's adorable.
0: Um, I'm. I was. I really liked that Vampire Weekend album. That it was the best alternative music album. I remember you album. listening
1: to it a lot, and with the one song, Vampire Weekend's good.
0: Hold you now with Danielle Haim, very pretty song. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Steve Lacey on on that sunflower song, it was really good. Alejandro Sanz, best Latin pop album. I don't know who that is. All right. We probably won't use this. Let's talk about um, movies. You want to talk about movies, Bridget? Let's talk about movies. All right. So how did you feel about yesterday, Bridget?
1: I... It didn't quite work for me. I didn't really connect with the main characters. I didn't really connect with the guy. He was continuing to be... Kind of whiny and you know, I don't know. I just didn't love it. I also didn't love seeing Ed Sh- Ed Sheeran that much. I don't really love. I don't really love Ed Sheeran.
0: What the fuck even happens in this movie? He uh, he comes out and says, <laughs> that, "Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't write these songs." You know. Um, yeah,
1: and people were upset with him but it's cuz it's just cuz he wanted the the music to be out at all. The fact that that art that art was out, you know, the Beatles music was out was like enough for him. Which I guess is it's a, a really nice sentiment, but the point is I just didn't I didn't connect with uh the lead guy and I did not connect with the romantic situation in that movie like at all.
0: Yeah, no, the 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 romantic part of it was a, a little lackluster. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing to really bite into there. and no, uh, I didn't
1: buy it. There wasn't a lot of chemistry there, and I just felt like overall. Oh, I kind of felt like so. Also, the premise is
0: so he's only he's playing these songs by memory, and he, yeah, he, he was
1: trying to remember. Yeah, he
0: kind of remembered, you know, some very generic Beatles songs. You know what I mean? Like. You know, there's a scene where he's playing Let It Be for his parents on the piano. And they're kind of dismissing it as his little yeah. song. And the thing is, like, if if a random local guy sits down on the piano and starts singing Let It Be, I don't care about that. You know what I mean?
1: But is it because you already know that song? Or is it just because a random local guy we don't really, you know, care about? It doesn't get the same attention, obviously, when you're at a, a large concert you know what i mean or something like that that demands your attention like all right well this is the show but if someone's just you know at a bar on a piano it's like well still go about your day
0: so we're just here in the beginning of 2020 Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's a year it's a new decade
1: it is a new decade new decade new me i'd be up in the gym just working on my fitness like fergie
0: oh fergalicious fergie ferg one of the true icons of our era. I
1: motherfucking love Fergie. Okay. Fergie, um, really,
0: I'm a big Black Eyed Peas guy. Elefunk yeah, who is one of the the great. Some of the tunes on that, uh, Shut Up.
1: Shut yeah, up, shut so it shut up. Just shut up shut up. up, shut up. Oh God.
0: You know, that's. I think is that where Hey Mama comes I'm from.
1: Crazy. Um. I don't know. There I don't was know even that's some the same album. Cuts.
0: I know we can't listen to it. Look but it up. Let's, let's look at the track list here.
1: Trying to be your lady. Think I'm cool going crazy. That's a good ass song.
0: No, Ella Funk by the Black Eyed Peas. Um... <laughs> let's see. This is
1: what we're trying to. We had originally planned on talking about, which we still can, about more current things, and we're going to 2003, Elefunk.
0: No, this is where we live.
1: This is we live in 2000 and late.
0: No, let's see. Oh, where is the love? Obviously, with JT. I
1: don't love where is the love. Well, I it find was, it cheesy,
0: um, personally. It was a uh, definitely. Played a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: was played a lot. It it also reminds me...
1: Like, I can't jam to that song.
0: No, it it also it has kind of a deep message. It's kind of a heartstrings song.
1: Yeah. You know but the I mean? message for me is just very simple. It's like, oh, we're sad. We should love each other instead. You know? Oh, no, we're being mean. We should love each other. I'm like, well, that's a pretty simple thing. I don't know. I don't love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a...
1: Sissy Cat. Why'd you S- do it? Sissy's in the closet getting into some stuff. Anyways.
0: The uh the, the controversial let's get retarded widely marketed as let's get it started.
1: Yeah. No, uh, I, I think of that song as let's get it started. I don't think of it as let's get
0: it's it's interesting the way that censoring songs I guess affects history. Yeah. You know? Uh I always found The Snoop Dogg song, uh, Drop It Like It's Hot, Mm -hmm. I I always grew up listening to a censored version of that song, Mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't know what he rolled the best. Now I found out that he (laughs) rolled the best weed, (laughs) but I didn't know what he was rolling, you know? probably would have thought burritos I roll the best burritos because i got it going on you know?
1: <laughs> roll the best tacos because i gotta go on now you don't roll tacos what am i saying roll
0: the best taquitos taquitos flautas what is the difference between a taquito and a flauta
1: does this have a punchline
0: no um this is a discussion
1: oh um Let's that's what the internet says can I, get a what, what, can I get a
0: whoop whoop? Oh, all right. Flautas like... are made with a softer flour tortilla, where taquitos are made with a harder corn tortilla. Flautas are often longer than taquitos,
1: but I- they're fried though, usually, right? So they're—I feel like they're the same consistency in the end, which is crunchy.
0: Tiquitos, I think of is they're made on smaller tortillas. Like when you think of a small corn tortilla, like a street taco. Mm You
1: know
0: what I mean? No, yeah,
1: that's like, roll that up, fry it. It's a taquito. That is a
0: taquito. Mm -hmm. And that is smaller in, I guess, in overall circumference. But then in its final product, it's shorter in length.
1: Mm -hmm. It just sounds smaller too, like the name of it, taquito. Like it's like, just the ito makes it. It just makes it sound like it's small.
0: No, I would agree with that. And and flauta, I meaning flute, right? Like I think of a, a flute as, as as a long thing. You know what you I mean? Yeah. A, a flute is cylindrical and long. Giggity. Um,
1: so what we were gonna talk about?
0: Let's talk about our favorite films of the previous year that we of were in 2019. Well, let's just see. I'm gonna Google this. Best films of 2019. Midsummer, Ari Aster, a favorite of ours.
1: You know I could talk about that shit all day. But yeah, Midsummer really fucked me up. Ari Aster is. An amazing director with a totally unique style. I'm such a huge fan of his. With his film that he came out with uh, in 2018, Hereditary, totally fucked my world up. I just think that's like, I went in there expecting a horror movie and it was so much deeper than a horror movie. It was so artfully done. It was so beautiful. Midsommar, um, you know, equally as beautiful, much less of a horror film in my opinion, but just a totally bizarre dark visually stunning movie and i was a i was a huge fan of of midsummer i i recommend it <clears throat> if
0: you haven't seen it it's about um uh at the at the top of the film a horrible tragedy happens to this american girl her her sister and her parents all die yeah Say that and uh her boyfriend obviously is in a is in a weird situation
1: there. Well, because it seems yeah, the way that they set it up is they're kind of having issues to put it simply, and then this tragedy happens to her, and so he feels obligated to bring her along to this trip that he's going on.
0: So they're like at this festival in Sweden, um, and it gets pretty bizarre. <laughs>
1: No, we can't say too much unless we can say too much unless we just wanted to talk about the. You know, I think that's a separate. I
0: don't no, know. yeah. Um, that movie's really fucked up. Midsummer, a really really pretty film, really interesting film. Um, we saw some more of these films. Parasite. Parasite. A really good film. We
1: recently watched, which was really really good and kind of had a an a, a commentary on on class. Um really put together in a creative way really really great movie highly recommend parasite i want to watch it again
0: i found that i'll admit that i uh sometimes struggle to read subtitles mm-hmm. in films and i found that i did not struggle at all i was locked when in. the
1: movie is good you mm-hmm. don't notice them yeah you know like
0: no i i hardly it was one of the best subtitle experiences i've ever had a really interesting film mm-hmm. um Made, Wonderful. Made for good conversation. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Lots lots to interpret that. Um Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, I thought liked it was it. really fun. It was uh, it was a worthy addition to the Tarantino canon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if I would say much more than that,
1: but No. There was some I do like the that Tarantino kind of creates his own um universes that play off of real life but kind of change history like um like in glorious bastards for example um like you know they changed that whole narrative of the way you know hitler died and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and and that's not that's not spoilers if you haven't seen glorious bastards by now shame on you but um yeah they how they all like the you know some jewish People got some revenge on Hitler and killed him that way. And I was like, hell yeah, I wish that's the way it really went down. You know, Django, like some, you know, mm-hmm. slaves got revenge, and I was like, hell yeah. You know, it was kind of just it's justice. Um, and that's not necessarily the the history same kind of revenge. A little bit, though. Yeah. Here. Definitely. Yeah. History, but exactly. Like it's based off of actual history, but he changes it in the movie. And I do like that, but I do Think that it's a little like indulgent in his long scenes, and I don't know, and I didn't like it as much as I like other movies of his, personally. But it's still a good movie, and I'm still down to like watch it again, you know. No, right on. Um, I
0: liked the Joker. No, I thought I thought that was a good movie.
1: It was really good. I I liked it. it. As soon as we watched it, I felt like I I wanted to watch it again because. There was so much hype around it, you know, Um, that the first time you watch it, I feel like I was really, like, critiquing it really hard, you know. So I felt like I wanted to watch it again to kind of just enjoy it. But there was already, like, controversy surrounding it. And so I was, like, real just kind of ripping it apart, you know. But um, I was still impressed the first time I watched it. Like, I still – obviously, Joaquin Phoenix and his performance is just – it was amazing, and it was it made me very uncomfortable, which is, I think, impressive to make me feel so many things, I guess.
0: No, uh, his performance was definitely brilliant. I thought it was a cool film. I thought it measured up to uh, the Heath Ledger movies.
1: Oh, yeah, the, the Heath Ledger, uh, yeah, rendition or, or interpretation of, of Joker.
0: I think they, they exist in harmony. Yeah. Definitely, which was obviously kind of the idea.
1: Yeah, people people don't like that movie. That are super into um, into Batman and the realm of Batman, the story of Batman, the universe of Batman. They're like, this movie doesn't fit, you know, and and are upset that Joker exists. Actually, <laughs> the movie Joker exists. No, because uh, they kind of make their own stuff.
0: Well, I guess the 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 argument there was one that the timeline with the Joker's age relative to Batman. I agree with that. Is one. questionable um because the obviously we see they the, the character the joker is 30 something and batman is a is a young kid
1: yeah he's little
0: like, bruce wayne
1: he's like eight to ten like he's very young
0: yeah and so it, it's it makes for a really interesting dynamic in this one scene where they meet um and we get to see a young alfred yeah um which is interesting but uh
1: he's very sassy yeah, well, uh, Alfred.
0: Alfred has a little bit of a. Tease. Alfred is
1: sassy. It was nice to see a sassy young Alfred.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but uh, but kind of people are saying that that they they don't like that that the Joker was involved in killing Batman's parents. The whole idea is that Batman exists yeah. to find who killed his parents.
1: We should have prefaced it with a spoiler alert, but that's okay. Mm. It's the movie's out. Oh. <laughs> but yeah. No, because that's kind of a bit. That's the kind of a thing that's revealed in the end. Mm. Yeah, but people people don't like that. People that are yeah mm. really into the Batman story in mm. the DC universe, they don't like that that was in in the Joker. Which I get. You know, if you're really dedicated, mm. I would. You know, if I was really dedicated, I would probably be upset too about it.
0: That I feel like when you're making a film like this, and this is also true of the new Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. Is uh, when you're building onto a universe, you know you got to make choices. You're, defi- you're, you're yeah, defining. You're not going to make everyone happy. Yeah. yeah, you're defining the universe further and further every with every creative choice you make in a film. It's a, it's a big responsibility, especially like Star Wars. There's a mm-hmm. uh, some interesting things added on to Star Wars. Um, overall, these new films are. I would say the people like them better than the prequels.
1: What, the newer Star Wars films? Yeah. I yeah, well cuz they're better. <laughs> they're just they're not as like boring and indulgent in the Star Wars universe like the the prequels they came out in the early 2000s like people could hardly follow them because of like the language was just too dense. the Star Wars language that they were speaking was just like what? And it just wasn't good the, you didn't like the characters. you didn't really care about people. they just didn't it just didn't work. it didn't there was no character pool except for if you want to talk about like the the last of the three um prequels that came out in the early 2000s um where, um, Anakin becomes... Not Anakin. Is that Anakin?
0: Yeah, Anakin is the little kid.
1: Is the kid. And he... Be, no. What? Yeah, he becomes Darth Vader. Yes. Yeah. No, if you want to talk about that as character development, you know what I mean? You can talk about that. But... Anyways, I think the newer... I think, like, The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, I like those a lot. And I like all the characters. I like Rey. I love... um, My boyfriend...
0: Now, you had you had several boyfriends in these films. I'm <laughs> I am looking up. Um, I'm trying to find. I had a Jar Jar Binks poster.
1: Oh, wow. And
0: I, this is a memory that I have. And I'm trying to see if I can confirm it in reality. That I got a Jar Jar Binks poster from Taco Bell. <laughs> and so uh, I'm trying to see if I can find.
1: You may get a Jar Jar Binks poster from Taco Bell.
0: And... In my defense, I was very young. I was probably the age of Anakin Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. Um, But uh, I didn't realize they were bad until everyone told me they were bad.
1: Kylo Ren, that's his name. Uh, Adam Driver's character, Kylo Ren. I'm sorry. Oh,
0: yeah. Kylo Ren, Adam Driver. His SNL was pretty good.
1: His SNL was good. I I liked the sketches. They were funny, and he was really funny.
0: Man, Adam Driver can kind of do no wrong. And okay. I don't feel this way about a lot of actors, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, he just seems so credible. Um, we were just watching Girls, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I it just like going back to Girls after a few years, it's just like the guy is such a solid actor. Mm-hmm. No one is really as good of an actor as Adam Driver. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I think he. He was a big part of making Star Wars feel modern and not entirely just referential mm-hmm. and nostalgic, but still as grandiose as Star Wars is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A, a lot of the Star Wars characters, the new ones in these films, I didn't really care about. You know what I mean? And Adam Driver is kind of the only one that uh, that hangs with a Carrie Fisher or a
1: <coughs>
0: Harrison Ford.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, these. I think these other characters are not as iconic, not as striking.
1: I thought he was great. A lot of people didn't like Kylo Ren's character, though. Um, a lot of people were calling him whiny, you know, and like emotional and stuff like that. And, and I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that he was emotional. I thought it made for an interesting character. You know, he was more human than he was a villain, but he was more human than than Vader originally was. You know, I think later um, when all the uh, stuff happens between Darth Vader and, you know, Luke Skywalker, that's like some emotional stuff. But I think it's I thought it was interesting.
0: No, I love I love the Kylo Ren. Yeah. Um, I wish that uh, our theme music could be Misery Business by Paramore.
1: I wish. I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. That's what I wish. If I had one wish.
0: That's in the movie. Uh, Yes
1: Man. No, I remember that. You remember that movie? Mm-hmm, I remember that movie. Zoe Deschanel is in it, and Zoe Deschanel plays every single character that Zoe Deschanel has ever played, which is herself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the manic pixie dream girl yeah.
1: is a. Uh, oh, I'm so whimsical. Look at me. What? You can't hold me down. I'm just wild and free. I'm Zoe Chanel. That's Liza Minnelli. Well, she tries to be Liza Minnelli.
0: You, you know, I've never thought about that.
1: Okay, it might be Liza Minnelli, but it's also Zoe Chanel.
0: They're kind of similar. She's
1: like, whoa, waka waka. I'm wacky, guys. That's but look Kristen how I am
0: as Liza Minnelli. That's what you're doing.
1: I fucking love Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig's like my favorite shit. Kristen <laughs> Wiig, I,
0: I love her too. Honestly, she is a a wonderful, wonderful actor. Very, very, very funny. Wow. But she was in Mother.
1: Yeah, she had that small part in Mother. Super serious, bizarre, violent film, Mother. And she has a part where she's not funny at all. She's...
0: Mother is an incredible movie.
1: Mother is an incredible movie.
0: Yeah. No, I just...
1: I liked it a lot. As long as you um, don't take it at face value. Because basically, like, I can see where a lot of people don't like it because they don't feel like it has a plot you know it's it's Mm. too wild it's too out there but basically everything is a metaphor for something and it's beautiful and once you start to watch it for me it feels evident that this isn't supposed to be taken at face value because it doesn't make sense you know, otherwise. No, it feels like you, you it's said a dream. this when we were
0: watching. Yeah, that it feels like a dream. It feels yeah. like a
1: fucking nightmare. That movie feels like a nightmare. It's
0: crazy. And it's just like it makes you feel so weird, you know? And yeah, I feel like I originally was, uh, like people said that there's a lot of biblical allegory to it. And yeah. I didn't know, you know, like, okay, you know what I mean? But it's like, wow, it's really yeah. striking and interesting how they... um they kind of reference a lot of uh, biblical um mm-hmm. you know, parables or- Well
1: I I caught on whenever we were watching and I think I told you this before we started reading about it because I did, I wanted to know if I was not parables correct. Uh par-more. paramore. Paramour. Um <laughs> parabola by Tool. Um <laughs> No, is I caught on to the fact that she was basically supposed to be Mother Earth um, in that movie because she was so giving, you know what I mean? And so selfless in that movie. She gave up her life to be, you know, with with her husband and she built the house and she made everything beautiful and rich and she was continuously, um, you know, not willing like but people just kept coming into her home and she just kept accepting everyone and giving and giving and then she gave him a child and then they took the child um so i was like no she's mother earth because you know in the end whatever spoiler we were talking about the whole movie but like is that she cleanses everything by fire and i feel like that's what you know the earth is constantly cleansing itself
0: yeah no it uh
1: that's how it happens.
0: That is uh
1: I was like, that's Mother Earth.
0: Yeah, no, it she she definitely represents Mother Earth, and it's really interesting the way that the it's a cyclical thing. hmm Um And the guy kind of represents God's relationship with man or man, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, because they said he's his character is God, but I also think of him as mankind. Yeah. Which is I don't think that God, you know, like, woof, okay, now we're talking about stuff.
0: <laughs> it just it just trips you out, you know what I mean? The yeah. movie tripped me out. Hardcore, three times. All right, you've listened to the Honey Bunny podcast. We we appreciate you listening.
1: We appreciate you and also apologize. What Thank do we you. Apologize for.
0: No apologies.
1: Oh. I apologize. <laughs>
0: so all right just kidding we're gonna keep on doing it
1: that's the end of the podcast until next time i feel good about it yeah cool great